Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast presented by DraftKings. You know we love those dudes. They're getting you ready for UFC this weekend. Just take the code Ross over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, now a bunch of podcasts, pretty much all of them. 30 minutes of on-demand audio for what you are looking for. This show, year-round. So not only do we get you ready for the NFL draft in a million different ways, but we get you ready for the college football season. And then during college football, we will tell you about the best prospects in the biggest games and make picks against the spread. Yes, all of that here on the College Draft Podcast. Of course, Even Money Podcast is all of the betting stuff. Fantasy Feast is all the fantasy football content you need. And the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, three times a week in the offseason, daily during the NFL season, all 22, I guess 23 weeks now. Gosh, even think about the fact that the NFL just added more podcasts to my plate. Thank you very much. You can hit me up on social, at Ross Tucker NFL, and we love when you do. All of our stuff is at Ross Tucker Pod. That's the network's social media handle. And, of course, YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL is where you can watch all of these shows. And you can see a lot of our star, Emery Hunt, on YouTube. Football Game Plan on YouTube, F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter, and it is not too late to subscribe. FootballGamePlan.com slash 2021 Draft Guide. We're almost, Emery, a week away. What are we, 10 days away? So a lot of people don't really get into the draft till right around now. I get it. Like, you got other stuff going. Get the Draft Guide. FootballGamePlan.com slash 2021 Draft Guide, Emery. Yeah, what's going on, Ross? I printed mine out, so that's what the big dog looks like. Um, oh, Look at that. That is ridiculous, right? That's the type of stuff you get with this Draft Guide. That is all scouting reports. So no stone unturned. FootballGamePlan.com slash 2021 Draft Guide. I would suggest you print that out only if you take out financial aid, but you can get it cheaply on our website at FootballGamePlan.com. So that is 2021 draft guide. 
That is unbelievable. I think I saw you tweet that. I didn't realize so you just put it on the screen here on YouTube. Just how big and thick that is. I mean, you know it is when you go through it, but wow. That is absolutely incredible. I love it. Hey, before we get to today's show, which I'm so fired up about, today is going to be about Emery's Elite. And I want you to describe exactly what that means. Because I said something to you like, should we get your top 20 guys? Should we get 20 guys that are underrated? And you emailed me and you said, these are the guys I want on my team, regardless of where they get picked, regardless of how you get them. I want these guys on my team. I thought that was pretty cool. Why do you say that? Because, you know, we, we talk in the scouting world or you hear people say, pound the table for these guys. Well, these are the guys that if you're a GM, you watch their film, you watch their, their tape, you like, these guys can ball. And if you're the coach, you're like, man, I don't care where the scouts or GM has these guys rated or ranked. I want to coach that guy because I know I can win with that guy. So that's when I when I look at, you know, my guys, That that's where the, that thought came from. It didn't matter if you're the GM and you're going to take this guy regardless of what everybody else say. Or if you're the coach, you're gonna you're gonna want this guy regardless of what everybody else thinks. So that's why you want your guys because you feel as so though you can put this team together and you'll be able to compete week in, week out, game in, game out. Well, and it's interesting because I don't think any of your guys come from FCS football, but we gotta talk about it just because they just laid out the 16 team FCS tournament. You know, I called the Patriot League championship game. On Saturday, congratulations to Holy Cross. And you call all the Monmouth games. I got to tell you, Emery, now I know you're from the South, and I know you take a lot of pride in that, Louisiana and Southern football. It cracks me up, okay, that uh, Monmouth, what conference are they in, Big South? Big South. <laughs> it, cra- it cracks me up that Monmouth from the Jersey Shore wins the Big South, and VMI from Virginia wins the Southern Conference. Like, how about some Northeast football love? Not to mention JMU and Delaware are excellent uh, again. But I love it just cracks me up that the Big South and the Southern Conference are won by, I guess you could debate VMI, whether or not that's the Northeast or not. But you can't debate Monmouth. Yeah, and I mean, think about it. Holy Cross um, as well. And you see all these Northeast teams. It's, it's funny how the FCS tends to shake out. Is usually northeast, middle of the country, and Big Sky Conference. Like you rarely talk about the southern teams in the FCS. You talk about those teams in the FBS, but it's just interesting how the dynamic shakes out. And yes, you can debate Virginia of Maryland being in the South. I know Maryland used as a cutoff point. I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt to Virginia, uh, based off you know the, the the way people talk down there and the way the things you see on the road. I, I would obviously okay, that's a southern school more so than someone in Maryland. That you know what's crazy? Them. Northern Virginia is as northeast as it gets. Like Northern Virginia is like D.C. and north of D.C., right? Yes. Southern Virginia, that is the south. <laughs> like, I mean, like there aren't very many states that are like that where it's a big difference within the state. Like, I'm saying a huge difference. You know what else like that? Kentucky. Like Kentucky, yeah. Northern Kentucky is Cincinnati. That's like Midwest, like since Northern Kentucky is like right across the river from Cincinnati. Southern Kentucky, 
that is South, man. That that is like the deep South. So Kentucky, Virginia, there's a few states there where it really you can really see a big difference. Oh, and think about this: New Jersey is technically mid-Atlantic, but you cross the border into upstate New York, you might as well say Canada. It's so weird. <laughs> you go from mid-Atlantic to New England in the end. It's so bizarre. You're right. So. Any thoughts, by the way? I saw you tweet about it. Any thoughts on the FCS playoffs? Yeah, I just hate how the FCS spends all season in a regular year, not a pandemic year, but all season talking about our subdivision does a great job of playing it out on the field, and we put the best teams in the playoffs. But they do the same thing the FBS does with the SEC. So in the preseason, they'll rank all these Missouri Valley Conference teams high. So when they start playing each other in conference play, Oh wow, they 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 got eight top ten, top twenty five victories. Like, of course they do, because you just rated every team in the conference <laughs> top twenty five. And so when it comes playoff time, well, I mean, you look at the strength of schedule. They they they're sitting there. You sitting there with a Missouri Valley Conference team with a three and nine record. I mean, but they played a gauntlet, man. And you have an undefeated team that missed the playoffs because they lost. Uh, they they played a team. They went ran through their conference, but they didn't play a strong enough schedule. So it's all bogus. Everybody has their favorites. So I, I said all that to say I'm upset that Southern didn't get an opportunity to go in because this was the year to get a SWAC team in, um, a, a team that had a, a good record that didn't win the conference. Um, they could have got that team in. Now you have Monmouth going all the way down to Huntsville as opposed to having Southern drive I-10 West and landing right there in Huntsville. I just didn't understand why they chose to put every Missouri Valley Conference team in. And it's funny because when they asked the guy that's in charge of the committee, He's the AD at Missouri State, who also got in. Of course, Missouri State got in when the AD is on charge of the committee, and Missouri State sitting there with a five and four record. Of course, five and four, and they got in. <laughs> well, that Ross, they played a tough schedule. Ross, they played a very tough. That's a good point. I like your tweets, man. I I love your tweets. All right, let's get to Emory's elite. These are the guys you want on your team. I was stunned by the first one. I was not expecting this. Quarterback Donald Hammond the third from Air Force. And this is this is me picking this guy as the coach of the team. So I'll tell you whether I'm the coach or the GM, right? So the coach in me says this dude is 6'2, 220. You don't see triple option quarterbacks that big, number one. And when you watch him throw, he has very good footwork, impressive footwork. The arm strength is there. The the accuracy and velocity is there at the intermediate and deep levels of the field. Man, in this day and age of the NFL, if I get him on my team, he's a plus one in the run game. I, we can get him improved in the passing game because he'll get more reps. Versus New Mexico, they let him throw it a little bit. He was 9-10 to for 330 yards and four touchdowns, and he also had 47 yards on the ground and a touchdown. So we could win a lot of games with him as a quarterback. He compared him his own self to Jalen Hurts. I see him more as a guy that could be on that same spectrum. So, yeah, I can win with Donald Hammond III. Upside pick, I can get him, you know, in the late rounds, and I, I can coach him up, and we can go out there and win some games. Running back, so this is – you know what's cool about your list? Uh, Emery is like the first two guys I've called their games. Like, obviously, Donald Hammond III, uh, I called Air Force Army the last couple of years. Now, Donald wasn't on the team this year. But the year before, he was when they were able to get the victory over the Black Knights. Your running back 
Uh, he, he impressed me a few years ago. Brendan Knox from Marshall. I, again, the, the coaching side of me is just like, this dude has vision, the footwork, the body lean, the patience. Um, you don't see him lose yards, and he has a good burst about his game, almost Deuce Staley-like in how he runs the football. And so for me, he's going to keep my offense on pace. I can trust him in pass pro. He's a solid underneath receiver. And I just like the way he runs the football, man. It's an old-school approach of, of you know, dotting that eye, put the, put the back behind the fullback, and turn around and handing him the football, and, and you can be successful. And Marshall this year, I thought, did a great job in, in playing with good balance. When their freshman quarterback was, was on fire, they were great. When, he's, when he started to come back to the mean a little bit, they were able to lean on Knox, and Knox was able to carry that offense through. So I'm a big fan of his game. I think he's going to be a solid pro player for a very long time. At wide receiver, you've got Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State. It's interesting. It feels like Wallace has gotten lost in the shuffle with all the receivers in this year's draft class. Yeah, and it's it's interesting even more so when you think about how much the conversation was about Wallace last year uh, or going into the season before he suffered the injury. And people forget this was his first year back from that ACL injury that he suffered. So next year we should see – the, the Wallace we saw in 2019 um, and so or even in 2018. And to me, when you watch Wallace play, you love guys that go out there and lay it all out on the field. I told you before, I was shocked to see that he was six feet 190. I just assumed w- with how he played, he was 6'3", 215, you know, a big guy that can go up and win above the rim. But he's a smaller guy that's able to do that. And what I love most about receivers are guys that go out and sacrifice themselves for the catch. You know, I grew up a big Desmond Howard fan because I felt like every reception downfield, he could have run underneath it, but when you die for the ball, it looks cooler. And I felt like he dove for everything, which is dope. And you see that for Tylen Wallace. And I, those guys help your quarterback out, number one, but also shows that effort that tends to premiate throughout the rest of the team. You know what? That is a good point. It does feel like Desmond Howard laid out a lot and like I'm I'm just going back to the memory bank and it felt like a lot of his catches Desmond Howard was <laughs> laid out for them I don't know if he could have run under him and kept going or not but you're right he did lay out for a lot of them <laughs> especially I had this uh I took it out my cousin's Sports Illustrated magazine uh it was like the twofold um the the game winning catch against Notre Dame that Gerbach threw on fourth and one where you open up you know and it had him fully extended laying out um, I had that on my wall in my room. Like, man, this dude was awesome. I felt like every pass he threw, even the game against uh, Florida State where they threw the post and he was he beat Terrell Buckley and dove and almost ran dead smack into the back of the uh, end of the goalpost because he laid out for it. So I'm always a big fan of those uh, tight receivers. All right, tight end, you've got Tommy Tremble. This is not surprising me. People really like the way he gets after people in the run game. And this is more along the lines of a GM selection to where, like, listen, this dude checks off all these boxes. He's athletic. He's explosive. He has the want to, and he has the upside that we look for when we're drafting prospects. And the coaching side of things, like, you know what? You're right. I can see all those things. I can utilize him in a variety of ways. I think he can carry the football in short yardage goal line situations because he's physical. And also in the passing game, he keeps you balanced in terms of they can't just see see him out there and think, okay, they're going to run the football because he's more of an H-back, but he's a weapon in the passing game. His upside arrow is pointing up. So 
out the GM side of me likes him. The coaching side of me likes him. I think he's going to be an outstanding player as a pro. Let's get to some offensive linemen, uh, the most important position in the sport of football, as people know. Uh, you've got three guys, one tackle, one guard, one center. Your tackle is Robert Jones from Middle Tennessee. And Robert Jones is like the you know, the lineman I used to hang out with in college, right? Uh, where me as a as a shorter guy, the running back, you know, I'm gonna go start the, the fracas and then I'm gonna go run behind Robert Jones, like, hey man, go handle my lightweight and, and, and watch Robert Jones go to work. You know, that's the type of dude Robert Jones is when you watch him at right tackle. He brings the fight to your doorstep. He goes and meets you at the point of attack. He's not waiting for you to get your pass rush move off. He's going to punch you dead in the chest. He's going to put you through the ground consistently throughout the game. I think he can even play guard at the pro level. I see him more as a guard, but he had the experience at playing right tackle. I love his athleticism, his fight, and his tenacity at that position. And the guard I know you like because we talked about him when we were doing offensive linemen uh, with Brandon Thorne. I should remind everyone – you can always check out all of our previous episodes. You know, when we post the link, we've got the link to everything, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, YouTube. But you can go back and you can see our running back breakdown, our wide receiver breakdown, or listen, obviously, O-line, D-line. But I remember when we went over O-line, you certainly seem to be higher on Tristan Hodge from BYU than I've heard other people. A lot of people do talk about Brady Christensen from BYU. You really like Tristan Hodge. Yeah, because guard play, you know, to me is so significant to running the football and just the offensive football in general. Your guards in a guard play better be outstanding. And when you watch BYU play and you watch how, you know, long Zach Wilson had in the pocket, like he had a legit fortress in front of him. You know, if you want to tell someone what it was like in medieval times when you had the moats in front of your castle, Show them BYU film, and you'll see exactly what that looked like with the the way he was protected up front. And Hodge, running behind him, Algeria had all day to run, and he had, you know, the fact that he had an escort a lot of times with Hodge and how he was, you know, vacating space at the line of scrimmage, getting to the second level, doing a good job in that area as well. The dude could just flat-out block. And someone like that, you want on your team up front all day, every day. The center is a guy I'm very familiar with, Michael Mennett from Penn State. Why is this guy a guy you want on your team? Because he fights, man. And, and I think he just frustrates defensive linemen all throughout the day. You could tell them, you could tell that they're getting tired of, of going against this dude because he's so functionally strong. He's got good technique. He's, he's almost like a mauler type, but a wrestler that kind of gets you on positioning and just doesn't allow you to have a good day. And those guys that can wear down defensive linemen mentally before you get to the fact that they're wearing them down physically is always someone someone I want blocking up front. Emery, did I ever tell you my Michael Mennett story? No, you did not. Okay, so Michael Mennett's from my hometown. Uh, he's from Reading, Pennsylvania. And shortly after, so I, I, you know, I have a recruiting business, Go Big Recruiting. So I help certain kids that are from my area or where I live now. So I just helped uh, Alex Anzalone from my alma mater, from Why Missing. Alex, I helped him through the recruiting process. He got offered by everybody, ended up picking their name, and then switched to Florida and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Went, went to Florida, just played four years for the Saints, was a third-round pick, 
Now he is uh, signed a one-year deal with Dan Campbell with the Lions, right? So shortly after that had happened, I went to the Berks County Football Combine. And this guy came up to me and he said, hi, I'm Brian. You know, I'm Brian Mennett. You know, uh, uh, can you look at my kid? And I was like, oh, man. I, you know, I didn't feel like doing it again because usually their kid's not good, right? right, like usually right. Their kid, well, first of all, I kind of remember the name Brian Mennett. His dad, dude was like 6'4", 220 in high school and won the first and only state championship in basketball uh, at the time in Berks County history, Reading Central Catholic. And, like, he went to FNM and his top 10, Franklin and Marshall, in blocks and rebounds. Like, he would dunk often in high school basketball games. I was like, wait a minute. Are you Brian Mennett from, like, Central Catholic in the 80s? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll take a look at your kid. So, so he comes over. His kid had started both ways in ninth grade at the highest level of Pennsylvania class, like 4A. That They have 6A now, but back then it was 4A. Mm-hmm. And he was like 6'4", 245, 250 pounds. And I watched him run a 40, and I was like, okay, yeah, I can work with that. I can work with that. <laughs> Dude, turns out, like, first of all, his video was amazing. His ninth grade video both ways is amazing. Then he went to like Penn State's summer camp. His shuttle, and he didn't do the pro day for Penn State. I think he's banged up or something. But his shuttle is as good as like linebacker DB recruits for Penn State. His short shuttle. Dude, 10th grade, 11th grade, because then coaches started to call me, Stanford and whatever, and him. He dunked a couple times in high school basketball games. If you're an O-line recruit and you dunk in a high school basketball game, that's pretty legit, dude. Right. That's pretty legit. Like, uh, and he doesn't even have that long of arms. He's just kind of explosive like that. So that's the kind of athlete Mennett is at center. I love that he's on your list. Tell me about uh, Cameron Sample at Tulane. He's active and consistently active. And this is both coach and GM hat. Because when you look at someone like Sample, you want versatility. Because... The coaching side of it, you can do so many different things with him within your defense. The GM side of it is like, man, we can maximize our 46 on game day roster with a guy that can do multiple things. And so for him, it's like, I love how active he is. You know, he's what people would technically call undersized, but he doesn't play undersized. He's always winning somehow, some way, whether it's on the edge, whether it's inside as a three tech, whether it's as a five when he's blowing into the chest of an offensive lineman. I like Cameron Sample. I think he's going to be one of the more disruptive players initially as a rookie uh, once he gets drafted. I agree with you. Having having done a couple of his games, I think he can be a 4-3 end in base and give you some type of pass rush there. I like sliding him inside for pass rush. I think he could be a three technique if you need him to be. I think he gives you can give you reps and snaps up and down the line. I agree there. Tell me about Quentin Bohana from Kentucky. You know, he's one of these big dudes, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm, I always relate to, to, you know, teammates of mine. So he's one of the, like these big dudes. He's 6'4", 350, um, closer to 360 or whatever. But he has great footwork. So he's one of these big dudes that you see on a dance floor that you're like, damn, he could, he could move. But that's what he's like out there in the field. And so when you have a big guy that people just automatically 
say nose tackle, you know, run stuffer, gap clogger, you know, just, he's not going to move all day. And he surprised you how explosive he is off the football, how quick his hands are, how he's able to work himself off blocks. That's a terror. You know, that's not saying he's the same player, but that's what made someone like Kalodi not a, a problem. You know, he was quick off the ball, had quick hands, but he was also, you know, the size of Rhode Island, right? So when you think about someone like that in the middle, that's a, that's going to be a problem. And it frees up guys like Sample on the outside. It frees up, you know, whoever your pass rusher is. So I like him uh, from a, a, a height, weight, speed, quickness, and what he brings to the table perspective. Emery, how are you doing on your hair? You look like you got, you don't, you're not losing your hair at all yet. Not yet, not yet, but I am getting grays though. Yeah, so I'm. I don't. I have very few grays, but I I started losing my hair like legitimately over ten years ago. Thank goodness there are scientists who came up with two FDA approved medicines to treat hair loss. One is a pill. I take it every morning. One is a topical thing you rub on. You've seen commercials. I do that in the morning and at night. But now I get it all from Keeps. My number one thing I will tell all of you dudes, start before you think you should start. If you see even the littlest hint and you think, oh, it's just a calic, nope, you're starting to lose it. You don't see any hair loss until you've lost 50% of the hair follicles. Start up on Keeps. You'll be happy you did. One of the best things I've ever done, especially I don't have to go to the doctor. I don't have to go to the drugstore. It just gets sent right to me. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash draft to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash draft to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash draft. I'm a huge fan. You are a huge fan, Emery, of Derek Barnes from Purdue. Yeah, he reminds me so much of, of you know, Lance Briggs and just explosive contact. Oh, I haven't he heard was, that name in a while. He was – Lance was a – Lance was a poor man's Derek Brooks, man. And not that poor. He was good. Right, he was middle class uh, <laughs> Derek Brooks, right? And he should be a Hall of Famer. If we go back and look at the numbers and look at the impact, Briggs got a case for the Hall of Fame. He was outstanding. And I see the same things in, in Barnes. Barnes, and I put this in the notes, the second half of the Nebraska game, I think he was suspended for the first half for the, like maybe for targeting or whatever the case may be. But this dude came out in the second half and that first defensive drive, he made every play. I'm like, man, who pissed him off? Like every play was made by Derek Barnes on that opening drive, I was like, my God, I've never seen someone have that much of an impact uh, right out of the gate. And it was just impressive. And when you watch someone like him, he's explosive. He is able to work through contact, work through the trash. He is dynamic in the run game. And he is someone that's a terrific blitzer. Everything he does is great. If I had a first-round pick, I'm taking Derek Barnes, at linebacker. I would hate if I were a running back to see him end up in Pittsburgh, Baltimore, or any one of these physical, cold places where defense reigns supreme because he's going to be a star, I believe. How about uh, – I'm not familiar with this guy. I don't know a whole lot about him. Jason Pinnock from Pitt, a corner. Watching Pitt play defense was was always a, a joy. And I've been to three Pitt games, you know, live since 2018. 
first of all, I always like going to Pitt because it's a, uh, a they play in the in at Heinz Field, and you know, being a, a influence of the Ross Tucker pregame spreads, Pittsburgh has a great spread. Yes, uh, <laughs> I love the food at at Pitt, and uh, it's always a great watch. It's always an entertaining game. Two or three times I've gone, I've caught the. North Carolina pit game, and the other time was a, a Friday game where Brad Kai was at quarterback in Miami when they played the, the Hurricanes. But watching Pinnock play, I was like, man, he does a lot of things very well. He's a big corner, great athlete. Uh, he can be the physical presence you want at the at the you know line of scrimmage, so he can jam and, and press. And he has very good ball awareness. So he may not make the interception, but he's getting in the way of the football and batting the ball away, or sometimes he'll make the play. But he can match up athletically with anyone across the board. He has the the, the good technique to where he can play, uh, you know, press technique and, and wall you off to the sideline. So I like his game. He's someone that you can be comfortable with out there on the perimeter and not have to worry about putting that safety over top and, and really can be good and sound on the perimeter in the secondary. Finally, at safety, I know this is a guy you like. We've talked about him a couple of times. Richard LeCount from Georgia. Yeah, this is a coaching decision. Throw away all the testing numbers. Throw it, throw it all away. You know, you look at the testing numbers, they hand it to you like, oh, that's that's what's up. You ball it up and throw it away. Because I'm taking them anyway. This dude has ball skills. And when you have balls, your ball skills to me and your speed at that position is primarily tied to your instincts. So if you have great instincts, you're going to get yourself in position. You're going to make plays on the ball because you're getting in the right spot to where the catch is easier for you. And it doesn't matter what you run in the 40. It doesn't matter what your three cone is or, you know, what your vertical is. Every time I watch LeCount play, the ball is in his hands. and He plays defense. That's the guy I want on my team. I don't care how tall, how fast, whoever he is. He reminds me a lot of Sammy Knight that played with the New Orleans Saints who ran a five flat in the 40. Saints got him in the seventh round or undrafted free agent, I believe. He went on to be a stud for New Orleans, making the same plays he was making at USC. He was making the same plays, those instinctive plays that people said he wasn't going to be able to make because he didn't run fast. All he did was be a, a, a superstar for the Saints and had a really good uh, second half of his career, or late part of his career with the Dolphins, I believe, as well. Emery's elite. I love it. The 12 guys he wants on his team. I can't wait for next week. You and I will do a little mock draft going back and forth with round one. That'll be an absolute blast. You're going to want to make sure that you listen to that one. And you still have time. Footballgameplan.com slash 2021 draft guide. And you can be a part of our YouTube-only show, Football Feedback. Just take advantage of that Keeps offer that I told you about. Any of the Keeps codes, send it to me, Ross, at RossTucker.com. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.